Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Cece over Zoom video. Cece was born and raised in a very small town in southern Illinois, and she talks about how she got into music. There were only 300 people in her town. So when it came to going to high school, all of the kids from all of the rural areas around her would all come together at one school. So there was like about 40, 30, 40 minutes to get to this one school, which was still super small. She got into singing at a very early age, around five years old. She wasn't too stoked on singing show tunes or the choir, so she just kind of did it for herself. She ended up moving a little bit north when she was 15 years old for her sophomore year of high school. When she went to the school, she talked about going in as a cheerleader, but she would also sing the national anthem during the games, even at the away games, <laughs> which is pretty crazy to think. Cece tells us about starting her first band in college and then dropping out of college to pursue music. Crazy enough, the band member she started her first band with is Matthew Russell of Cheat Codes. She talked about her time on the show X Factor, releasing her first single after the show, a project she worked on right before COVID hit, which was all written basically for sync for TV and film. She told us about the project that she worked on basically from the beginning of quarantine till now. She has a whole project ready to go. She's released the first song and music video. The song is called Fuck Up Each Other. You can watch our interview with Cece on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, it'd be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Cece. Hello. Hi, Cece. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Awesome, awesome. Are we good to go, Samantha? Yeah. Hi. Um, Hi, okay. Samantha. I will mute myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. No, chime in. It'll be great. We'll just... Yeah, we'll just... Uh, everyone can join in. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Cece, thank you so much for doing this. My name is Adam, yeah. and this is Hi, about... Adam. Hi, this is about you and your journey in music. And I want to talk to you about the, the new song you just put out, which is incredible. At first, Thank I thought you. it was like, I'm like, how do I even say this? And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> it took me two seconds to listen to the song. And then it all made sense. <laughs> well, I so when we decided what to call it, I was like, listen, let's let's just abbreviate it because it's kind of like a long title. But then everybody was like, oh, I'm so excited for Fuego to come out. I'm like, I don't think it's supposed to like sound it out, but that's fine. Everybody. Well, that's no. what I was doing. I'm like, Fuego. <laughs> and, and then you had like fire on the cover. I was like, is this, I'm, I was just like, no, there's this typo in this this title. Like, <laughs> yes. I don't know how to spell Fuego. Like, what's wrong with this girl? Like, yeah. No, exactly. And then I'm like, oh, fuck up each other. Okay, I got yes. it now. It all yes. makes sense. Each other. Got <laughs> it. Well, I like to keep you guessing. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, again, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. And uh, of course. 
I just, uh, I love your Instagram that you put that uh, you had 28 billion followers and then your account got <laughs> hacked. I'm like, oh, okay, that's solid. And then I was even like looking at, you're really funny, I will say. And I watched your okay. like X Factor audition um, tape because I saw you were on X Factor. So then I watched like the original oh, audition no, that you did. And you like, re you did the Christina Aguilera song, but just like the sass you were you were spilling out to the to the judges. I was like, this girl's rad. Like, <laughs> I was dying. Well, I don't know if you saw my, my, I think my, well, my manager hit me up because he was like, so your bio on Spotify just says As, your oh, mom. Oh, your mom. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he was like, should we change that? I'm like, no, why? Like, that's fun. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't take myself too seriously. And actually what's funny is, uh, a friend of mine hit me up and was like, they saw, that's been my bio on Instagram forever. Okay. And they, they hit me up and they're like, oh my God, I just read about your Instagram being hacked. That's terrible. <laughs> that what bad luck right before the single comes out. And I was just like, it's, there aren't even 28 yeah, you're like, people on the yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, four times the amount of people living on this earth were following me <laughs> on Instagram. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, let's use our noggins, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, I just, I, I don't like to take myself too seriously. And uh, yeah, I think that, I think that kind of made me an easy target on X Factor because I'm just like, I'm just kind of always clowning, you know? And, and so they were able to like, take me clowning and make it look like I was being dead serious. And I was right. like, Oh my God. You well, know? That, it's so, obviously but, the, the reality show uh, they saw, they're like, okay, she's funny. and has a personality. Let's lean into that. They're probably just so stoked really that you could sing too. For the ratings, right. You know? right. But they were like, Oh, <laughs> she can sing really well. Okay. So that works. So we don't like, we can build this. We can build this story. Cause if you didn't we do well, they're like, Oh man. Like, so, yeah. Right. Uh, That's very, right. very, very funny. Well, uh, and then you're like interviewing some couple, I think, or some duo. Oh and then That's hilarious too, because that I always, I, I love when people bring that up because that couple I was hanging out with all day. Like we're homies mm -hmm. and the producers were like, go up to them and just like, you know, since you guys like have a rapport, like, at, like go ask them these questions. And I'm like, okay, fuck. Yeah. Like, let's go, you know, mm -hmm. like these are my friends anyway. So then like, it was just so funny, like watching it back and watching it edited. Cause I was just like, that's just not how that conversation happened at all. And like, I remember when the, when the episode aired, they both texted me and they were like, Oh my God, this is the most ridiculous, like fake bullshit I've ever seen. I'm like, Okay. Yeah, I kind of figured as much when I was watching it. I'm like, hmm, I'm, and I, I just kind of figured just because of the way that you presented the questions. I'm like, this doesn't sound like I think you would have went f like funnier than what they actually asked you to yeah, do. Yeah, and, I and I'm also like, like eh, well, I'm pretty animated. Like, I'm like all about like making faces and like, uh, like, I, that's just like my personality. So my favorite is whenever they would take me making these faces like I would be like like I would look at somebody like joking <laughs> and they would take that and they would put it during like someone singing like oh sure
They did that during boot camp, all the, the, the boot camp episodes. It was yeah. all that. Like people would be singing and like I would be talking to a friend and I would be like, oh my God, or something like that. And they right. would take that and they would put it while someone else was singing. And I was like, this is some bullshit now, you know? Yeah, but, they're just trying to make you look like the villain in the show. Like, oh, look, and now she's just trashing well, these other people while they're oh, going on. Yeah, of course. What a bitch, this girl. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Right. And then you <laughs> ended up making it really far. So that was also funny. But um, it, again, hilarious. very, very funny stuff. And I appreciate you again doing this. Uh, so first off, I, I read that you're from Illinois area. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Okay. Grew up born and raised in Illinois. Tell me about that a little bit. Oh yeah. So I, I grew up in a really small town in Southern Illinois. My dad was a farmer whenever I was growing up. And so I, yeah, literally lived in a town of like 300 people till I was 15 and it was dope. Like, you know, 300 I, I just, people. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like our, our, my town was so small that, that, to go to high school, all of the other rural towns sent like their grade school kids to this one high school because there wasn't an, enough people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there wasn't enough kids, kids that had like a school. Yes, they had to like gather all of us from like the out, like the outside rural areas to take them to high school. So, yeah, so I just, uh, yeah, lived there till I was like 15 and my nearest neighbor was like two miles away and it was kind Whoa. of a dope, a dope way to grow up. We had horses and four wheelers and, you know, just, it was a good, good ass time, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I, then we moved up to Decatur, which is in the, the central part of the state. I love whenever anybody hears Illinois, they go, Oh, Chicago. I'm like, right. <laughs> no, you're no. like, yeah, that's the very tip of the you north know, end geographically, of it. <laughs> Illinois is very long. Stick. That's right. a, the other thing. They're like, why do you have an accent? Like, are you from Texas? I'm like, no. Again, the bottom part of Illinois <laughs> is very close to Kentucky and Tennessee, and like right. all you know. So, um, but yeah, it not a whole lot of opportunity for. Music sure. Wherever I, where I grew up. So, but, but being uh, real, I'm just curious on the on the high school thing, just because grabbing people from this whole area, like a rural area, like how long yeah. would it take? Like, where was the school then, and how long did it take you to get there? Another fun fact is my parents decided because our commutes to school were so long uh-huh. that they would be bus drivers. So both of my parents drove our school buses oh. so, that they, so that they could like be with us. It was very, very, it's very cute. Very like little house on the prairie type bullshit, you know? Sure. And uh, so, yeah, to get to high school, it, it took like a half hour, I think, to get there, which isn't terrible. But then the other, you know, the flip side to having mom and dad be bus drivers is that you get on the bus first and you get off the bus last. So you just kind of ride around for 45 minutes while everybody else gets dropped oh, off. Sure. So, and then it, did uh, you have like the class clown, like dick kids that were trying to be mean to your parents as the bus driver or not really? Not really because my dad's terrifying. Uh, well, that works. <laughs> you know, my dad is like, they always called him uh, Mr. Smiles because, because he did it. He okay. was very like, He's a very like sweet man, but he's very like, you know, very, very serious. So like if mm-hmm. you get him to laugh, it was like a real, it was a real win. Okay. So, uh, and he's got like this big beard and everything too. So like 
people don't people don't fuck with my father. No, okay, they, they just do not. And my mom is scary in her own right, so people don't really <laughs> fuck with me. Well, that's good. Well, that's very good to hear because I was I was just scared for you when you said that. I'm like, uh oh, are these kids just gonna like tear you apart because the, you're like, oh, your mom dressed the school bus. Like, I don't know. Kids just suck. So I was just curious. Kids definitely suck. That is a fact. I have two of my own and and I know you do. Yeah. Like uh, I have an older, my older son, just like just he's just finished middle school, like technically or not yet almost. So it's like the kids that are around his age are like the middle school is like the worst. And then my other son's going to be in first grade. And yeah, it's just just seeing other children. I'm like, okay. Kids are yeah. mean. No, kids aren't, <laughs> kids aren't the worst. And I'm sorry, but girls are absolutely brutal. Like they like girls are not the guys can't be mean, but like guys are mean in a way that like I can take it. You know, mm-hmm. like guys, like the guys could can tease and shit like that. And if you if you like give it back to them or whatever, then it's done. Then you've like gained respect. Girls right. and guys will be like. I, like if you're if you're gonna fuck with me do it to my face all right do it, like come on like mm-hmm. say it with your chest and do it do it to my face so that i could like you know respond, respond. <laughs> girls girls like to speak and they like oh, to sneak around they like to be real do you have a daughter no two sons oh yeah God bless you <laughs> <laughs> but i have a younger sister and i remember her just like yeah, not her. She was like the target. So I felt so bad for her because like, I'm like, I didn't have this experience in middle school. And she's like, oh, like it was the worst days of her life. I don't know. It's so God, now that you say that is so true. Like the worst, the worst of it was in middle school because I, I in middle school, I vividly remember. Well, so this is the thing in our grade school, we all grew up together. But then since we all joined this high school from rural areas, it's all these kids that you've never met before. So then you go to lunch and you're like, where the fuck am I going to sit? You know, that was my big thing. I'm like, where the fuck am I sit? So I go over to this table with, with all these girls and it was like these round tables that didn't have chairs. Like the stools were like attached to them. Do you remember those? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so like the idea of like pulling up a chair was like, you had no. to get on the bench, right? That's already yeah, had to connected. Like really get uh-huh. So, and there was only so many spots to like pull up chairs in between them. I walk up at this table and there was definitely room for me. But I remember I went to sit my, my tray down and this girl goes, oh, I'm sorry, but this table's kind of cramped already, but you can kneel if you want to. <laughs> wow. A middle and schooler? Like, That's bold. I was like, I am not going to kneel at this motherfucking table. I'm right. Stand over there by myself. <laughs> so, yeah, girls are. Oh, my. Like, they'll, they'll say shit like that with a smile on their face and be like, what? I, I didn't do anything. Like, why does that make you upset? I was just know? offering her space next to us. <laughs> yeah, I told her she could kneel at our feet, you oh know? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I get, okay. I get that. So. At least you don't have any daughters that you feel like you need to go kick some middle schooler's ass for being mean to them. So. Sure, sure. I mean, yes, that's a great point. Um, yeah. Wow. So you you moved away from this. You moved to a different part of Illinois at 15. Is that what you said? Was that a bigger area? Yeah, it's slightly bigger area. And and that's when that's when high school got a, a little bit easier because I, I 
moved up to Decatur when I was a sophomore and which I thought would be really difficult starting a new school as a sophomore, Mm -hmm. but Oh my God, I had just gotten my braces off and I learned how to straighten my hair. And, and I was like a cheerleader at that point. So I walked into this school and I was like a new woman and I was like, all right, I'm going to make this school my bitch. And I, I did, damn it. I really did. So high school got a lot easier after that. Well, that's good. Cause I, that could also went sideways too, with all the previously oh, yeah. popular girls that were getting oh, yeah. all the attention being like, Oh, who's that? Like, who's this girl think she I, is? Yeah, I think it, it could have gone that way. But since I immediately started in cheerleading, I like kind of had. Oh, you befriended. I, I had a group already before school even started. So okay. it was. Yeah. And my mom hooked that up. God bless that woman. She <laughs> they, the, the cheerleading tryouts had already happened whenever they moved. And she went in and she like talked to the coach. She was like, listen, she's really good. Like, let her just like audition for you. Mm-hmm. And, and I like she's she's really good. Just let her try. And so then I did. And I made the team. and I was like, mom, you are G, you know, so I kind of had like the summer to make these friends or whatever. on Okay. The cheerleading or whatever. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, then how did you get into music? Have you always been singing? Oh, yeah. So I, I was always in I've been singing since I was five. And wow. uh, and yeah, I was like in plays and all of that shit. And then uh, whenever I started high school, the only thing that they really had musically in our school was show choir. And I was like, mm. I don't really think that's my bag, you know, like I just don't eat just the, you know, I just like, I don't think that's really me. So I'm like, I'll just stick to cheerleading. But what I did do is I sing the national anthem at like all of the games and different things like that. So I'd be like cheerleading and then I'd run over and like, and then like come over and, you know wow yeah again so you just that's interesting because i bet you the kids that were in the choir wanted to do that so badly and you're like i'm not even in this but i'm gonna i'm such a better singer than all of you i'm just gonna go ahead and do the national <laughs> anthem as well and you guys just sit back i and don't know how all of that worked out. <laughs> like i don't even know how i ended up in those scenarios but somehow i just like kept doing it and then i started doing it at away games so like I don't know how that worked out either. Like we would go to other schools and I would be doing it as like the away team at these other schools. (laughs) That is so weird. That like, I've never actually considered that, like how that actually happened. But that is, uh, that's strange. That did happen. (laughs) You're like, not only is our choir not good enough to do the national anthem, your choir team sucks too. So I'm going to go ahead and step in for you guys. Oh, so there's like, like also how did the principal explain that? Like, okay, so the away team is coming and one of their cheerleaders is going to do the national anthem for this game. Right. Not only it's not even one of their like singer band people choir. It's the, the one of the cheerleaders. One of the is, cheerleaders. She's better than like, all of you, I, so she's yeah. gonna come and do it. Yeah. To this day, I'm really not sure how how that all transpired, but it. <laughs> that's awesome. That I mean, that's obviously we're still uh, singing. Were you just doing? Was it basically just for fun then? And then the national anthems when you could step in and do that. I mean, it doesn't sound like you were in yeah. the chorus or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I was in high school. So I like the idea of pursuing music as a career at that point was like, I don't really know how to do that. You know? So Mm -hmm. I, I just, I also, because 
I have, uh, because my, oh my God, I completely lost my train of thought. Holy shit. Do you ever do that? Whatever. Like, oh, all the time. And the entire idea escapes you. So um, you weren't in choir chorus. You said, I was going to try to pitch it to you. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> mm, yeah, Were you pursuing no, music? You said, oh, you said. Uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. okay, thank you. Thank you. God God bless yes. you. Okay. So, <laughs> no, no, so uh, uh, I can't, because my parents like didn't know anything about like getting into music. Like, like their, their whole thing is like, well, maybe you'll get discovered someday. Mm. If you just keep putting yourself out there, maybe you'll get discovered. Like, like that used to be the, 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 uh, the way that you made it. Right. Well, you, that's what they probably grew up hearing, right? Like, oh, and they were discovered at the mall. It's like, okay. Yeah, yes, exactly. (laughs) That you like, you sing at a bar or something and miraculously somebody's going to be there. That's like, this girl's a star. Right. right. You know, like. (laughs) So, so I think that's why they were like, let's just keep uh, putting you in, you know, if you want to go sing at fairs around town, you can. So that's what I did. I would like go to fairs and sing in their talent shows and all that bullshit. And yeah, it's just uh, covers or like, I mean, were you just doing cover songs or? Oh yeah. Whitney Houston. That was my go-to. Okay. I, I, I've won many a talent show. With I will always love you. Not not gonna lie to you. Either that one or I was also doing country at the time because that's what you do in Illinois. You sing country. Sure. I was like doing Gary Underwood and all that. You know. Okay. It's a real departure from where I'm at now. But, right. Uh, <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the uh, that's kind of how how that all started. The uh, that was me pursuing music at the mm. time i didn't realize that that wasn't really <laughs> the way to do doing it doing much other than it well, was a good experience but. did that land you on uh x factor too was your mom like they're doing an audition for the x factor no. <laughs> <laughs> there's a show i saw on television <laughs> so that's a funny story actually is that i i was in i i went after i graduated high school there's a um a fine arts university in, in our hometown. And okay. so I was like, Oh, well, if I want to be in music, I'll need to go to college for music. Mm-hmm. That's not the way. Um, maybe for somebody, but not for me. So I went, I went to, I went there and I was like learning Italian opera and music theory. And I was in, I was in a godforsaken choir, which okay. my ass with my main character energy is like, I don't need to be in this fucking choir. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in the back. I don't like it. I don't like it. I quit. No, so I'm on the front I, center. Okay, I quit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not the star of the show. Find me out. No, but I. No, so I. I was like, uh, I. I was there, and I met this guy that was like help always helping me with my music theory homework because music theory is basically like math, which also. Mm-hmm. Find me out. No, no, thank you. I could do a lot of things. Math, it's not one of them. Okay. Um, Same here, though. That's why I went into communications. What what degree can I get where I don't need to know any math or science? <laughs> I don't have to do any math. <laughs> um, I thought Here's that I would math. be clear with music, but 
definitely not. Um, and music theory is damn near like calculus. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's like how I can equate it, especially if you're doing like classical and, and that type of shit. It is, it is a completely different language. So this, this guy, I was like, Oh my God, I hate this. Like help me with my homework. So he'd always help me. And he was like, you know, if we want to be in music, this isn't really what we should be doing. And I'm like, what should we be doing? Tell me. He was like, we should start a band and drop out. I was like, that seems like a lot to like hang your hat on since you and I have only helped each other with homework. He was like, well, let's write it. He goes, let's write a song together and see how it goes. So we wrote a song. We thought it was the greatest thing ever. It was not. Okay. But we thought at the time we were like, oh my God, we are fucking genius. Like, what, <laughs> what are we doing at school? We're dropping out. We're right. starting a band. We're dropping we wrote one song. Get Warner on the line. Get them. <laughs> Call labels. We've written a song and it is great. So we, we are so ready. I, yeah, we're so ready. We're so ready to take over the world. So he was like, let's drop out. Like, we've got this. Look at this. Like, we're fucking awesome. And so I, I did, I went to my parents, I'm like, guys, met this guy, we started a band, we wrote the song, I want to drop out, and we're going to go on tour. And he was, my parents are like, hey, there's ever time to do it, go ahead, you can go back to school anytime. I was like, whoa, I was like, yeah, my parents are like, so supportive, rad, like very supportive. They know this is what I want to do. So they like, they, I've been telling them that I was going to do this since I was five. So like, they for them to be like, oh, you want to like say fuck it to college? Sure, you know whatever. Right. So, That's so yeah, incredible. we started. Yeah, we started our band, and you know, as as all bands do, we we did break up. It's, it was a real tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he is still like one of my greatest friends, and he's actually you know that DJ group Cheat Codes. Yeah. You ever heard of them? No, yeah, I, so yeah I've interviewed them before. Okay, yeah, that's that's. Matt Elifritz is my old bandmate. No way. Isn't that wild? Isn't That's that like crazy. kind of so wild? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he's, he's oh my God. So dope. Like, but he is like such an incredible guy and, and like so much the guy that was just always like, yeah, this is what I'm doing and I'm going to figure it out. And he fucking did it, you know? So, so does he, how... is he from the same town as you then? So he's from St. Louis, but we went to college together. Okay, yeah, because I interviewed Trevor Doll, so that's why I was the okay. other guy in the band. Yes, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I was wondering. I'm so like, we, I don't remember his name, and then I and then I was like, oh yeah, because I only interviewed one one guy from Chico. At yeah, the time. so Matt's, Matt's the guy with the real short hair like mine, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, I remember that. Like, God, we were in this group. It was called Valhalla. So cool. So wow. So maybe you uh, did have a hit on your hands. Yeah. Listen, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. yeah, like you should have called labels. Day, to so this now day, it's all coming down full circle here. No, it wasn't like you're day. like, and that guy's now running the local Del Taco in our hometown. Like, he, like no, he's like we were for real. And yeah, dude, we were for real. To this day, he'll like hit me up and be like, "Animals is still a bop." I'm like, it is, it is still a bop. <laughs> That's so. But actually, so the Leopard Prince started with that band because we oh. used to we used to tour the Midwest, going to dive bars and packing up his mom's minivan and going to these dive bars. And so I used to I was like, hey, our song's called Animals. I'm going to I'm going to paint 
leopard print on my face. I don't know, I don't know where, why that occurred to me to do that, but I started doing it. And so naturally there was videos and stuff on YouTube of the band. And I did mm-hmm. like a couple little cover videos, like that type of bullshit. Cause that's what you did back, mm-hmm. you know, at that time, cover videos on YouTube was like such a huge thing. And, a lot of people uh, made it doing that. I mean, oh God, they would blow obviously up. Justin Bieber and J- Tori Kelly got her to start that same way. Yeah. Yeah. They feel like people could like blow the fuck up doing that. Yeah. So I, I posted a couple of those and then I, and then one day, like a producer from X Factor just emailed me and hit me up and was like, Hey, we really want you to come be on the show. And at that time I was like, fuck that. I'm a real artist. I'm a real fucking songwriter and I don't need this damn show. I'm in a band, you know, like like, we're going to make it. So, and then I remember I, I was working two jobs at the time and I came home from, from work one day and I was literally working in a pharmacy in their postal department. Why this pharmacy had a postal department is beyond me, but that's where I worked. (laughs) I was mailing out drugs. I was in my Dale's South Lake pharmacy, like smock. And I came home and I was like, man, fuck this. I shouldn't be doing this shit. And I might never make it out of this town if I don't do something like drastic. Mm -hmm. So I hit up the producer and I was like, listen, I'll do it. But I don't want to be a joke. And she's like, oh, you're not going to be a joke. It's going to be, it's going to be so great. So they're like, you're just going to come to Kansas city and, we're going to fast track you and you're going to just sing directly for, for Simon and the judges. And I was like, I was like, Oh my God. I like, this feels so crazy that this like just dropped in my lap, you know, mm-hmm. like it, but that's honestly how like some of the greatest things in my life have happened is they just, I wasn't looking for them. wasn't asking for them. They just kind of dropped in my lap and I'm like, all right, we're going to roll with this. So that's kind of how all that came to pass wow that's so and then obviously you're not um stage you're not afraid to be in front of people and 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 work the crowd i mean it was so uh, like obvious in that first video or the one i watched of just you on stage doing the christina aguilera thing like you had the the moves the like winks the like all everything was like the the hair flips yeah like two like like, it was i still flip that you know my imaginary hair all the time i'm like bitch come on (laughs) you know but no i i do i actually get like plenty of nervousness before the anticipation is always what kills me is the anticipation of like right before i go out but then once i'm out there it's like blinders go on and you're just like oh these people came to see a show so i'm yeah you brought them a show for sure and just being quick-witted like you're like, like, you're like, roll the track or something. Don't like even. That. We can't even. I can't even like talk. I, oh my god! It's like you know like, what X Factor is, is like for me. It's X Factor talk for me is like when you are reminded on Facebook of statuses that you posted like. 15 <laughs> but it was awesome. It holds up. It it holds up because well, I watched it. I was like, it, "That's does funny. it hold up?" It does. Honestly, I would say it holds up because you just I like get bombarded by by Facebook memories of those captions, and I'm like, I 
I could not have less in common with the girl that wrote these statuses than I do right now. Sure. And that's how I, that's how I feel about X art. And I'm like, I don't even know that bitch. Okay. Well, I didn't, I only watched to be fair. I only watched the seven minute clip I found on YouTube and just from the, the quick, <laughs> just from that. And then reading about you, obviously. And then your Instagram and your, uh, your, Spotify descriptions. I'm like, okay, she's funny. Yeah, and then when you, then then the ro- roll the tape, I was like, okay, or roll the track. Like, I'm like, this is roll good. The track, yeah. Just, no, I but just like the it. sass you were, pre- like the fact that they stopped you and you weren't like, oh, uh, okay, I, I get, oh, no, I, 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 I have oh, another no, song. I was fully pissed. I was like, I was like, these fuckers really just fucking stopped me in the middle of my. Well, really, what was going through my mind is all day they had been putting me in the in these scenarios and like coaching me on how to behave and and like really like egging me on to like be the most over the top version of myself sure and and like encouraging me and like oh yeah like the executive producer would be like cc you about to go out and fucking kill her i'm like fuck yeah i'm gonna fucking kill it are you kidding me like let's fucking go i was bored for this shit you know and then (laughs) And I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, I wonder if they're setting me up. I wonder if they're setting me up to like embarrass me because they're like egging me on, like being like, oh, yeah, you're a fucking superstar. You got to act like a fucking superstar. Oh, sure. And so then when I got out there and they stopped my my track in the middle of like right as I got started, I'm like. These fuckers are trying to embarrass me. And, And if you're trying to embarrass me. Oh, it pissed me off so much. That's why I was like, roll a track. Let's go. <laughs> I, I'm not now, now, now you've done it. Now but you've the fact done that you did now. that was like, right. That just added so much. It was instead of being like, uh, uh, like deer in headlights, like, what, how do I even react to this? It was like, oh, you're like, I didn't even get to hit, to hit the high note yet. I can do it. Like, do you want to be? And they're just like, oh. you, know what's weird, and this, this, you know, what's weird. This might be purely like cons- conspiratorial, if that's a word, if that's a word. But like when that track, so you, you submit your tracks before you go out there, before you audition. Okay. And it's the tracks that you've been preparing. To uh-huh. So they started playing that. And I was like, this is not mine. Oh, I'm like, I don't recognize this. This is not something about this does not sound right. It doesn't, this doesn't sound like my track. So I don't know if they got the track and, and pitched it up or pitched it down or try or, or like changed the key or something. But I was like, this does not sound right at all. Right. And then after like talking to like a couple of other people that have done these shows, they're like, Oh yeah, they all do that to like fuck with people because then it makes you like, when you start, it makes you like come in in the wrong key or like, you know, whatever, like, Oh yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, they don't want it all. Yeah. They don't want everybody to come out sounding great because then it wouldn't be a show. No, no. Are you kidding? So I was like, yeah. So it was, it was just the, but also I'm kind of like, I was so down to just like give the people a show even mm-hmm. in the like the TV aspect of it, I was like, hell yeah, it's like acting. I'm just here to like do a job, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you guys would have just let me in on this, 
I could have even amped it up for you. Right. We could have made this even better. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you want, like, listen, we want you to go out there and fuck up first and then really turn it around and like it's going to be this big moment. I would have been like, oh, yeah. Right. You watch what I'm, uh, I'll fuck up better than anybody you've ever seen, you know? So, <laughs> but no, they didn't let, they did not let me in on, on the joke. So. Okay. Well, we can move away from the trauma of oh reliving X Factor. <laughs> so you obviously make it pretty far in the show, or far in the show six, and then that's over. And then what goes on next from leaving the show to obviously years later and what you're doing now? Yeah, you know, I think I think people just assume that whenever people like me get off of, of a show like that, that all of these doors are opened and that you just miraculously get to have a career after that. And mm -hmm. that's just not how it, how it went for me. It was kind of like, I, I went off the show and I went from, you know, being immediately in the public eye and, and everything like that to really being back at square one and having no money, no job, like not like nothing, but still everybody's watching you. So like, you don't have any resources and people are expecting you to, well, you're off the show. So let's hear your music. Let's see. We really want to see you like catapult and like become an artist now. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have like any of those resources. So I, I moved out to LA in, I, I stayed in LA for a few months after the show and it was really, really hard. I was brand new to the city and coming from a very small town i was like yeah this now you're, is terrible. now like, yeah now people. you're in this massive you know one of the biggest cities and obviously yeah in, in and, and like i was else. not in a great group of people whenever i was first out here so i was like this place is fucking hell on earth it sucks and i hate it here so i'm leaving so i went back to illinois for a couple of years and then in 2015, I think, I, I was like, I had a new single come out and I was like, you know, I really need to be in LA to be doing this. So packed up the Corolla and drove out here. And I actually lived with, I moved in with B Miller whenever I moved back out to LA. Oh, really? Yeah. So I lived with her and her mom when I first moved back out here i lived with them for like six or seven months i think mm -hmm. and then and then i got my own place after that and you know i just i i basically moved out here as a a brand new artist and i was just doing the indie thing and and i was trying to meet other people to collaborate with songwriters producers so i could keep me making music and uh yeah i put out I put out a few singles. Broke as fuck is one of my favorite ones that I put out during that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was so fun. And then, yeah, that's that then, you know, cut to over like I had basically yeah. right before the pandemic started, I had all of this music ready to go that I was okay. going to start rolling out. And then the pandemic started. And I was like, yeah, because uh, yeah, the only other song on your Spotify is "Broke as Fuck" from yeah, 2017, I believe. 
Right. So, so there was songs that I released in between then, but what I did was a, a sync project. So what that is for anybody that isn't, a, isn't familiar with that is like a, a project that's specifically for sync is it's songs that you make specifically to be placed in movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, commercials, video games. So like it was a completely different sound for me, but I had met this producer that was like, Oh, we should do a sync project. And I was like, okay, great. Let's do it. So I put out those songs and I love those records, but they, they aren't indicative of like the type of artist that I am really like that. Mm-hmm. It was more of a project for a specific purpose. Gotcha. So those came down and I'll probably re-release them like maybe under a, a different profile or something like that, because I do have people that are like, why'd you take down daisies and little hell and all that? I'm like, it just doesn't really fit like the, the trajectory, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so then after that, the the pandemic, or well, I I started my new artist project, mm-hmm. and then the pa- pandemic hit, and I was like, maybe instead of rolling things out during the pandemic, I will just keep writing and try to finish a project until be- while while we're like stuck in the house doing this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like during that time, I know it was such a horrible time for so many people, and and. I think I was definitely one of the lucky ones that I got to keep working during that time. And I got to keep collaborating and making music and everything during that. And it was really a, honestly, like it was a great time to just be super creative. And, and like, I think, I think the pandemic was a real ego death for a lot of people. It really snapped people into reality of, of life and how fragile it is. And, and really, stripped back a lot of the bullshit and uh so yeah i really think that that's kind of where i'm so proud of this project that we wrote during that time like it is like truly like such a great body of work and you know fuck up each other is just the the first one off of it you know so okay so this is something that came out of those yes the yeah yeah. lockdown songs that you had put together yeah 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 Okay. Well, tell me about putting the record together then. Was that some, was it because everyone was inside? Did you have to do like a zoom, write, record type deal or were you able to? Yeah, we did some zoom, zoom sessions, but it just so happens that my partner chase, you know, we, we lived together and we lived together through the pandemic and everything. And so we, we literally built out a studio in the living room and of our apartment. And so we just, wake up in the morning make coffee and you know get writing and and create and we're like you know there's really no rules during this time so let's just let's just make music for fun and and you know do shit that feels good and and that's kind of I think that freedom is really it was really really good for us so that's how we started it and then once things started lifting a little bit and it got safer for you to be around people, if you were wearing masks or if you had been quarantining Mm -hmm. together, then we started collaborating with like John Samuels, my producer who I, you know, love so dearly. He's so dope. He's like this 22 year old kid from South Africa. That's like, he's like a savant. Like he's, he's crazy. And so we met him and, you know, we had these songs that we were like, we could really use like a dope producer to come in and, and really help bring these to the, you know, really elevate Mm -hmm. these. And so then to kind of like nurture this, this 
young producer that was like, yeah, I, I moved out here by myself when I was 18 and I've just been trying to make it happen. And we're like, you come with us, come under our wing. And we'll, you know, so we basically, we call him our adopted child, you know, so could be, <laughs> how'd you, how'd you find him? He's just a, a friend of a friend. I think we, oh, were okay. like a, we were at like a birthday party or something. And he was there and we were like, you're cool as shit. And we're like, <laughs> you're really cool. Do you happen to make music? He's like, yeah, listen to my stuff. I'm a producer. We're like, wait, you just happen to be like so dope. So yeah. So we started making music with him and then fuck up each other is actually the first song we did with him. Wow. I love Our the production. on the, 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 I mean, the, the lyrics, the melody, everything else is, is amazing. I, but the intro, like, I love just the, the choice of like the music and the production on it. It's awesome. That was our first session with him. And that was the first thing that he did was that intro. And he started oh. that. And I was like, I was literally like Chase and I looked at, at each other. We're like, oh, I think okay. <laughs> we're on to something here. <laughs> we're on to something. So, yeah, that was the first one that we that we did that we did together. And we've done like we've done a whole project since then. So amazing. That's so cool. And then you did a, a video yeah. that just came out a few days ago. For the song yeah. as well, yes. which is a yes. killer video. Or, what day? It's Today's Thursday. It came out yesterday. Okay, it came out yesterday. So, Sorry, I had a little okay. preview link of it. So, um, um yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a couple. Anyway, it's out now. That's all that matters, right? Um, well, yes, tell me. The, so, now. the video is awesome. I love Thank the you. concept about I skateboarded growing up. So, watching the guy like, you know, all yes, over the, the trash can sideways was like, just like yeah. brought me back to him my youth and everything else. So yeah. what was the concept? Like, did you come up with the concept of the video and uh, tell me about putting it together? So, so for the video, I had what I usually do for my videos. Cause I've done a few of them. It's, most of the time, like either I direct them or chase and I direct them together. But this one, I was like, I really would like to not, I'd really like to just be the artist on set instead of like trying to wear all these different hats. Uh -huh. And, but what I like to do because I'm, you know, the, the creative and the visual aspect of what I do is, is so dictated by me and, and my taste and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'll put, I put an aesthetic together. So I put an overall like creative direction of what, what I wanted. I, I, I had references of kind of how I wanted it to feel and what I wanted it to look like and color palettes and different things like that. And then I knew that I wanted it to be this group of friends that were, um, you know, kind of maybe involved in some, uh, different situations that might not be the best, you know, but mm -hmm. they're having a lot of fun doing it. So you kind of overlook the fact that it might be a little bit maybe dangerous what they're doing or whatever, that's that type of thing. Um, and so then I had the overall idea and then I met Connor and Connor was like, I really want to do the video. Um, I want to see what you have aesthetically, but I'd like to put together a treatment first and then mm -hmm. we can kind of put, marry them. Yeah. I'm like, great, you do, do your thing. And then we'll, we'll reconvene. It just so happened that the treatment that he submitted was using 90% of the references that I had already pulled. Oh, wow. Our aesthetics matched completely. What he brought in though, was the idea of doing it at a racetrack. And I oh, was okay. like, and I was like, wait a minute, that is so fucking genius. I would have never even thought of that as an option. Like I didn't even know that we could 
do that. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, that I ride motorcycles, right? And he was like, no. And I'm like, yes, I'm a, I'm a brand ambassador for Royal Enfield. I have so many friends that ride as well. Like, let's just, let's make it about that. And genuinely it all, it really all came together. Like it was predestined. It was amazing. Like all of the, you know, Royal Enfield and there's a local, uh, custom shop that, that we're close with. They were so supportive. They're like, hell yeah, we'll bring the bikes out. We'll bring oh, the cool. bikes. And then that's actually my friend Bailey driving the Bronco. That's her. Oh, okay. Really? The where yeah, you're I in like, this passenger seat and you're kind of going around the circle. Yeah. So yeah. I, that, that dope bitch with all the, the tats and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I hit her up. I was like, Hey, I'm shooting a video. Do you want to be in it? And she was like, uh, yeah. Do you want my Bronco to be in it too? I'm like, <laughs> I, was like I didn't even consider that, but yes. And so then Connor was like, okay, we're going to mount a camera to the Bronco and it's going to be so sick. And like the, the, the film geek and me was absolutely geeked about mounting the Bronco with the camera. And then mm-hmm. he did this super dope thing that you can see in the bridge where he mounted a, a camera to one of the motorcycles. So that's that really amazing shot where like the racers are coming around the side of the motorcycle and you. Oh, sure. The, okay. The highlight of the, the wheels and, and that type of shit. Oh my God. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. And fun fact too, is the, so the, that, that scene where that, that racer comes around the Bronco and like fist bumps me. There's, uh-huh. there's two women in the actually all but two wait three of the writers are women really which is like which i really wanted i really the whole reason that i started writing is i wanted to show other women that like this is not just a guy thing Mm -hmm. anybody can do it like you're not too small to do it you're not too like i always thought i was too small to ride and then i learned i was like oh it's really just about like learning how to position your weight and that type of shit um but Royal Enfield has a build train race program where they pick women to uh, essentially build their own racing bike. They teach them to build their own racing bike and give them all the resources to do it. Then they train them to race and then they join the race team. Wow. So, so that those women were actually in the video as like, they were the ones that were like fist bumping me and that type of shit. So that's so I, cool. I, like, I think that is just so, so cool. And I'm just so excited. For, I want everybody to know that. Cause I think that's like the coolest thing. That is amazing. And with the video as well, like, or I guess with the motorcycles, when did you get in, or interested in riding? Or is that something you've done for a long time? I've, I've always loved motorcycles. My dad always rode whenever I was growing up. Oh, okay, and cool. And then like on the weekends and stuff, my guy friends from school would ride their four wheelers and dirt bikes over to my, our farm and stuff. Cause we had a Creek in the back. So we would like mm-hmm. you know, mudding and all that shit. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, and so then as I, but I never thought that I could ride a motorcycle because I'm like, oh, I'm too small. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do that. But then last year I was like, I hit up, um, I got connected with Brie Poland, who is the, um, lead brand manager or whatever for Royal Enfield. And she's like, you know, you really could ride, you know, you, you're not, your size isn't really that big of an issue. If you mm-hmm. can like, you just have to learn how to, how to do it. And so I started learning and uh, it's been like an incredible experience, like being a brand ambassador for them and riding for Royal Enfield. And 
there's, it's such a supportive community too. Like I hit them up to, I hit them up about the video and they were like, hell yeah, we'll help. Like we will mm-hmm. definitely send out riders and bikes and all of that. And so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a really, it's been a really fun thing to learn how to do. I'm not definitely not as good of a rider as, as those girls. They were like hauling ass around. The track. <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I'm like watching, I'm like, I don't have to do that. Right. They're like, no, 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 you can go. So <laughs> the, the assistant director was freaked out all day. Cause it's his whole job to make sure that nobody gets hurt on set. Right. Right. And these bitches are just fucking going around <laughs> this track. And he's like, and then I'm hanging out the window of this Bronco. And I'm like, I hear, and we have a walkie inside the Bronco. He's like, uh, cease, if you could not do that, that would be great. And then please get back in the, the vehicle. Would, <laughs> yeah. And then the director would get on Connor and be like, don't, don't listen. Don't listen to Nick. You can keep doing it. It looks like so uh yeah so it was a very stressful day for nick johnson but we you know we got the shots and then yeah, no one it looks died great so. no one got hurt or yeah no one died <laughs> there you go right. no one died so amazing we well did. that's yeah. awesome I, again i love the song in the video and i appreciate you taking thank time you. to hang out with me today cc this has been awesome yes thank you so much you asked amazing questions so thank you for having me of course. No, this has been great. I have one more quick question before I let you go, though. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Don't stop. That's it. Like, really, don't stop. Keep getting better. Uh, I, read a, I read a quote once that said, be so good that they can't ignore you. And I like really, I really took that to heart because I think, I think that the the music industry, the, the content industry with TikTok and Instagram and all that, we're so oversaturated with, with people that are creating and putting their art out there, which is amazing. And it's so great that there are so many platforms for people to put their, put their art out and, and share, share their creations. However, it does make it a lot harder to really cut through. But I, I do believe that that quality will always speak the loudest. So keep going. Do not stop. If you really want to do something, just don't stop and be, be, make yourself so good at what you do that people cannot ignore you. That when they, that, that if they do see it, that they're like, you know, that you cannot, that you can't be ignored. So that's kind of, that's really the only advice that I, that I have. And I really don't think there's that big, much of a, I don't really believe in luck that much. I really just think that there are people that give up sooner than others. So just, just outlast all the people that can't, <laughs> that can't cut it. You know what I mean? Because people will give up and then you'll be one of the last ones hanging out. <laughs>